You are listening to episode 255 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. She's back. When Natha Campanella joined me for a life mastery conversation earlier this year on episode 219, where we dug into relationships and astrology, I knew it deep in my soul that I needed to have Natha back to be the expert for the mid-year astrology energy forecast and update. I mean, did you ever have a teacher in school who could take really difficult concepts and break them down in layman's terms or in a way that gave you that aha moment? That's how I feel when Natha breaks down astrology. Natha Campanella is an astrologer who helps you understand your history, identify your blocks and blind spots, and distinguish your powerful gifts using the wisdom of astrology. Before we meet Natha, have you checked out the merchandise on mindbizlife.com? We have a whole new section on the website for our spiritual love and community from t-shirts with spiritual sayings to moon phase shirts and mugs to even chakra geared items. We have your spiritually seeking self covered. All you've got to do is head over to mindbizlife.com, check on the shop section and rep your favorite items. Remember that while you're listening today to share what resonates with you, take a screenshot, throw that on social media, tag me in it at MindBizLife. I love seeing that you're tuning in and turning up, and I also love following you back on Instagram. Now, are you ready to meet Natha and learn exactly what we have in store for the rest of 2021 when it comes to astrology? You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up. Let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business, and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Natha, I can hardly contain my excitement. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Lauren. I'm so glad to be back. I'm really excited. I always love talking about astrology, so... Love that we get to do that now. Let's do it. You know, last time we chatted all things relationship astrology, but today we're getting an update on what is going on in the cosmos and the energies at play for the rest of 2021. But before we do that, let's just do a quick recap of 2021 in general so far. So astrologically speaking, what are the big transits or events that we've had so far that are kind of noteworthy to review of how they played out? Well, I mean, 2021 has been very intense, as was 2020. So we're looking at a several year period, as we do, because astrology will run in cycles. Yeah. Um, so it, it's even though we got through 2020 and we had the pandemic and we had all of that stuff happening you know, that kind of set us up for what is now happening 2021. And a lot of it has to do with really being able to see the truth in different ways. You know, we get very, we get very hooked into what we think we know, and we get very complacent, right? And that was one of the things that happened in 2020 is that we all had our minds blown a little bit because we were so used to living our lives in a very certain specific dependable way and we got turned on our heads. So that was sort of preparation for a lot of the big work of 2020, which is sorting through what we think we know and really being open to shifting in perspective, 
you know, changing of minds, really seeing the reality of, of your life through the lens of a little like more reality, as opposed to this sort of um, detached, you know, I'm just kind of going with the flow kind of deal. So there is this, there's been this requirement. It's not done yet. This requirement to like, kind of open, open your eyes a little bit and like really see like, okay, what am I working with? What's really here? And what am I going to do with it? Oh, I think that's, that's so beautifully put too, because it was funny. I was watching some like nineties TV shows the other day and it it's almost like that lifestyle just stopped at 2020, like the hustle and bustle and the, the crazed parents who are, you know, not are missing all of their kids games and stuff. Like I think 2020 gave everyone that pause to evaluate the importance of things. Um, I don't know very many people who have, if their, if their work changed significantly in 2020, I don't know very many who have gone back to the exact same lifestyle that they were before, unless they, you know, were quote unquote, an essential worker, or maybe like you and I, when we work from home. So maybe it's just evolved a little bit differently, but going back to the exact same life, say in 2019, it's not there. Like, I I feel like it's worlds away and we're only two years past it. Well, yeah, you know, we, we have like walked through the portal. And so if you are listening and you're somebody that says my life hasn't changed a bit, Well, I would challenge you to really look around and first of all, ask if that's true. Mm, Because even though many of us are the technical parts of our lives haven't changed, there should ideally be a shifting of consciousness around really seeing what's important. I mean, I, I work with so many clients who say at first they really hated being confined at home, but now they're really realizing how much softer life got and how much more connected they ended up feeling with people. And, you know, I think that's part of when we're talking about the sign of Capricorn, which we had two bit, we had a lot of Capricorn energy in 2020 with Saturn Mm -hmm. and Pluto and Jupiter. Capricorn is tradition. It is, you know, what we think we have to do in order to be good and successful and follow the rules. So there's been a lot of that, a lot of breaking down of that, of questioning ideally of like what, you know, what do, what do I like about this life, this hustle and bustle, this always trying to make more money so that I can buy more things so that I can be more checked out from my experience. Um, what's so good about it. Right. And so there's a lot of growing pains because we are humans and we like, we like predictability. And when change (laughs) comes, it's like, ah, no. (laughs) And yet here we are, (laughs) here we are. And I, um, our audience will hear this episode. Um, we haven't launched it yet, but they will soon with uh, Jeremy Newsom. And we were talking about cryptocurrency. And as we were talking, I was like, this, this is the Aquarius energy is that technology that, you know, you keep hearing about. And he was saying cryptocurrency or just, he didn't only say it would only be crypto, but we would be advancing within two decades to essentially a cashless society. And we're hearing this from so many people in the technology industry. Does that kind of energy fit in with moving away from the Capricorn energy? Well, absolutely. So when we're talking in astrology, when we're talking about money and finances, um, in many ways that can be covered with Capricorn, but it's also very Taurus in nature. Mm. Taurus is about our resources and how we, how we build them, how we grow them. And, and, you know, whether we feel 
valuable enough to make the money. And we have had Uranus, which is the planet, by the way, that rules Aquarius. So you're talking about this Aquarius energy, which is all about change and rebellion from the status quo, uh, revolutionizing things. But Uranus in Taurus for about eight years, it's been in, it's been ah. in Taurus for about, I don't know, three, three plus years. So we have several more to go. But that is what astrologers will point to and say, this is what's going to change the currency. This is that forward moving action that's going to have us looking at the way that we produce our food because Taurus is about any kind of abundance, money, food, uh, health, love, value. So, Mm -hmm. and I think that's another thing that's very uncomfortable for people right now, because when we talk about Taurus, whether you have a lot of Taurus in your chart or not, it doesn't really matter because we're all affected by what's happening in the sky. And Taurus is very fixed in nature. Mm. Taurus does not like to change. Taurus wants the creature comforts. And again, mm-hmm. like I want to know, I want reliability. And I have, you know, I have my opinions and my viewpoints and my ways of doing things, and I don't want to change them. And yet we're all being pushed too bad. You have to change them. And so you know, one of the things that I recommend to my clients as we're doing this long transit, it lasts for eight years, is that you really want to look around your life and get a sense of what, what are your values? You know, what is important to you? Is it, you know, I have a personal story, you know, when we went into lockdown, both of my daughters suddenly became homeschoolers. And at first I thought, oh my God, this is going to be really hard. How are we going to do this? But ultimately, I feel like 2020 was such a gift because we got to spend all of this time with each other that we wouldn't have had otherwise. You know, my right. oldest daughter just graduated from high school. So it I was so congratulations. Yeah. I mean, it was her last year. And I just feel yeah. like my value system got a real strong reorientation around wait a minute. These, these two people are incredibly important to me. Like, this is what I value. Mm. And I, I think a lot of people had similar things. And so we're still, you know, we're still doing that work. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is just that, that is the gift of 2020 was just making you take that pause, see what's really important and, and where you need to lean into, you know, what's really valuable to you, because we had a little bit of, of shadow over us and, and placing our value in the wrong places, or maybe the, the misaligned places that weren't really providing us ultimate joy or fulfillment. And I do think that is a gift of 20. I too loved being home with my girls. Like I was like, <laughs> I, I really couldn't complain. I was like, you know, like this is just felt like extra time that I have with them. And now I can look back. And as parents, I think even one year when you see your kids from start of the school year to end of the school year, just how much they have physically grown. It, it's always mind blowing too. So just have to, a couple extra months or you know, a full year with them at home is, is always so precious, but right now in, in the time that we're speaking, we have a lot of planets and retrograde, um, which retrograde should we be paying attention to the most or be more mindful of from July to December? Do we have any on deck? Well, the thing is, is that all of the planets will turn retrograde every year for several months. Um, and they all are right now are doing it in the summertime, basically. 
So what I always say about retrogrades is like, you want to, it's not a time to start new projects. It's not a time to try to like manifest a bunch of new things into your life. It is about being in the work that has been presented to you. So mm. we know what the work is, right? It, it, it was becoming obvious in very unique and personal ways to each of us over the past few months. They are the things that keep popping up that are feeling uncomfortable, the changes that you know you need to make, um, the healing that needs to happen, right? We know. So now for the summer and into early fall, it's just important to stay the course and do the work. Um, don't get distracted by, by shiny objects. Don't be out trying to seek the new great thing because if you find yourself doing that, you can pretty much guarantee that you're trying to bypass the work at hand in some way. So a retrograde planet always says, you have to go back and like revisit and, and revise and redo. So it's really this beautiful opportunity for each of us to go back through the past and say, what did I not do so well? You know, what, how do I need to course correct? How do I need to, you know, correct my homework, et cetera. And as you do that, if you're willing to do that, then you're building a much stronger foundation, right? You're learning a lot more about how you want to operate in the world. So, you know, I, I think that all of the retrogrades are important. Some of them will be more important to you and anybody listening than others, right? It's like they, they don't all hold equal weight all the time. Right. But like, for example, as you and I are recording this, we are in a Mercury retrograde. Yes. Um, Mercury <laughs> retrogrades do tend to feel much more personal because it's an, it's what we call an inner planet. It's a personal planet. Um, you know, yeah. Okay. And, and by the time this airs, Mercury retrograde will have just ended, but it will still be in the shadow. So <laughs> anybody listening is going to probably look back over the few weeks in uh, June and say, Oh God. Yeah. That's what was happening. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. And then we were speaking before this, that, that you spoke on the shadow. So you were saying that there's energies before it actually happens. So before Mercury goes into retrograde, we have the shadow, the pre-shadow, and then the shadow period afterwards. So it's still that lingering energy, correct? It's just like yeah. maybe not as intense. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I was yes. having internet issues and then now we're recording it start to rain and I'm like, come on, Zoom, you can do it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can do it. yeah, you know, I mean, I think that this year is going to feel very intense for mm -hmm. many of us because we're changing out of the reality that we have known. And I don't know that we have had in any of our lifetimes astrology that has been this intense and you said something earlier about, I can't remember the word you use, but um, shadow maybe, or deception, right? There's a lot of that as well in the current astrology. And so your job or any of our jobs is to really seek to identify that, to really notice where there is distortion, right? Because not everything is what it seems. And there's a lot to sort through, which is another piece of the big astrology of this year is what is true for you? Ooh. What is information that makes sense to you? It's not, we're moving out of this in many ways, right? Cause it's, there's always this duality in astrology. One of the things we have the South node in Sagittarius, 
uh, south node means that we're moving away from this particular paradigm. And the Sagittarius paradigm is like, there are these teachers, these gurus, these, you know, um, anybody that basically stands on a proverbial stage and tells us that they know it all, mm. that this is the truth, that this is, you know, and, and it will show up in our own lives as morals and, and dogma and opinions and beliefs, right? That's like, my way is the only way. We're yeah. moving away from that. And so we want to make sure that we're noticing like, yeah, there's a lot of distortion. There are a lot of people and agencies and whatnot that are standing on that stage trying to convince us that their way, their knowledge, their truth, their healing capacities are the only way. Mm. And it's, it's our responsibility with a North node in Gemini. Gemini is much more about being curious and sorting through the details and having face-to-face -face conversation like one-on-one. -on -one. So we're kind of narrowing down, we're moving away from, we listen to the person on the stage into, we listen to what makes sense to us because we've done the research and we're the ones in the trenches um, living the lives. So that's also happening this year. That's huge. I feel like that is such a huge energy that, that needs to be talked about because going back to self and taking that discernment for self. And I always say this on the show, like take what resonates and leave the rest because so often if I go back to school a lot, like of that conditioning that sometimes happens in school where you just know something because someone's told it to you mm -hmm. and you know, it may not actually be truth, or maybe it doesn't like feel right to you, but because you were told by someone, then you just accept it as truth. And it's up to you to kind of like dig a little deeper. Is that really truth? Is that resonate to you? I've gone down so many rabbit holes of things that I thought made sense, or maybe I thought was fact. And then I start to research more, listen to different experts. And I'm like, wait a second, actually what they're saying makes more sense. And I have completely changed my stance or even beliefs in some ways based off of these old paradigms that are falling. And I've, I read the other day that the news, like um, people watching the news has even just gone down so significantly over the past two years. And I see that people are turning to new sources of media and different thought leaders who are, you know, I would say a, a thought leader that they're progressive in their thoughts and not so limiting. So we're seeing it all around us, whether you're conscious of it or not, but now it makes sense that we have something to put towards it. It's the nodes. Yes. And, and we also have, you know, a big migration of planets moving into Aquarius. We had Saturn move in and Pluto will be, will move into Aquarius, not for a few years, but you know, Aquarius is that energy that you're, that you were just talking about, which says there's something about seeing what's new, right? Capricorn is the old, right? It's this idea that we, you know, like my parents are baby boomers and they got all of their news. It was very dependable. Um, every single evening they could trust it. And they have this very Capricorn belief that the news is the only authority and that mm. it is completely trustworthy. Well, what we're seeing now is that's not accurate, right? Yeah. It's all, it, it's who, who's paying the money because it, it's right. not, you know, it's not neutral news anymore. It's paid for opinion and, 
you know, there's a lot of propaganda as yes. well. So and, and repeated. And you can see that like when they do these like mashups of like all the news stations yeah. saying the exact same things. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, that's our job to say, wait a second, this is no longer trustworthy like it used to be. And now we have to move into that Aquarian energy, which is, I am thinking outside of the box. I'm finding new thought leaders that are not into deception, that are not being paid to say the narrative of the corporation. And, you know, the more of us that can do that, the better. And you know, there's another big transit, probably the biggest transit of 2021 is the Saturn Uranus square. So once again, we're talking about Uranus and Taurus breaking up our old outdated ideas of comfort, the way that we relate to our money, the way that we grow our food, um, lots of shifting and changing coming into contact with Saturn, the planet of responsibility, in Aquarius. So there's all of this strong, strong push for all of us. And I think that, you know, you and I are talking and we're like, yeah, we can see it. Yeah. We're going along with the flow. It's not going to be as easy for everybody. Yes. <laughs> because yes. This, this really is a call to do some very big shifting in your consciousness, right? So you might find that you have what we would call like a crisis of faith. Mm. or several of them this year, because it is so confrontational to have to go through these changes and realign what we used to think was true. You know, the people that we used to trust, we're suddenly seeing, oh God, there's, there's so much behind the scenes that we weren't even aware of. And we've been lied to. And our food has been infused with chemicals that make it addictive. And our health is suffering. And you know, it's, it's a very big coming to, <laughs> coming to Jesus kind of yes, moment, right? Yes. Where it's like, oh God, it's like seeing, it's like in the Wizard of Oz where she pulls the curtains and it's just this one guy moving all these wheels. Yes. Not the Oz. So I think that we're all kind of in a collective like Oz moment right now. Right. Oh my gosh. That, that's such a great analogy. And I was speaking to someone the other day and she was like, could you imagine having your spiritual awakening this year? Or last year. And I was like, Oh no, I'm so glad that like that initial wake up started years ago and that I've been on this path for a few years. And because I think that is one of the reasons that it's not as big of a shock to me, whether that's emotionally, energetically, vibrationally, physically, you know, whatever it may be, it's almost because a lot of this I've seen it for a while, or I've known it, or maybe I've known that truth internally. And now I'm getting like that. Yep. Told you so moment, you know, so it's, it's confirming. And that's not to say it's not uncomfortable. I've had tons of uncomfortable moments. I, I'm living one. I feel like right now we're in the middle of a, an unknown move. Um, so there's lots of things that aren't a 100% in my life, but I do feel like having conversations with you and other experts when we're talking energy, being aware of what's happening also just gives you a a one up as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something really important about being with the instability and the fear and the drama that it brings up because you and I both know, like we do our 
we are not compelled as humans to do a bunch of personal growth when everything's hunky-dory. Right. You know, we're like, it feels <laughs> yeah. good. I'm just going to chill out. Let's you know, go on holiday. Hey. <laughs> right. But as soon as, as soon as you start looking around your life going, oh no, oh my God, oh my God, I can't, I don't have the answer. I can't see the outcome. That's when you start really having to do some of the spiritual work mm. that this takes, because it's when you start reaching out to, um, you know, your healers, your helpers, it's when you start tuning into your relationship with the divine, you start having deep conversations with the people in your life. Like it is, it's actually imperative that you go through some, um, some suffering. I mean, you know, it can be really, really awful or it can be really mild, but know that if you find yourself right now and you were in eclipse season too. So this is also feeling particularly amplified, but (laughs) should you find yourself where you're looking around going, Oh my God, I hate this. I want it to stop. I can't believe I'm here. Know that that's a good thing. (laughs) Yes. And you have the power to change it, but, but it does take that, that first awareness too, of like, okay, this isn't right. And and I want to change the next steps as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. So are there, what are some, any other big transits or dates in particular that we need to be aware of as we come to wrapping up 2021? Well, I would say that, um, it's, there are some pretty powerful moons happening. We are in eclipse season, like I said, so we had we had a major eclipse on May 26th, I believe it was. And now we have another one coming up on June 10th. This eclipse energy is going to carry us through until the next set of eclipses, which will be in November. So know that anything that's really stirred up as you're listening to this, especially if you're listening to this before November of 2021, um, I would say, you know, it's about staying the course. It's about really being with the work presented and there's no rushing it. Like a lot of this stuff is very time oriented, right? It takes time. We want the answers immediately, but we are sort of beholden to the universe to, to walk slowly and Mm. and really do the thing. So, you know, rather than give some specific dates to watch out for, I would say that really what's more important is to look around your life and get clear. Like, what is it that I'm working on right now? What area of my life is being highlighted? Where do I need to hunker down and really do the deeper work? And the deeper work is going to be, you know, looking at your shadow, looking at your baggage, looking at what needs to be healed. Um, You know, if you have, if you have had moments in your life, or especially in the last few years that have been less than, less than shiny, and you had a piece in it, there's some evening out, right? Some leveling of the scales here. And we just got to look at it like, okay, this is, this is good work. This is my work and try not to bypass, right? Stay away as much as you can from too much, um, you know, numbing, right? Don't, don't schedule yourself to the point that you can't sit down. Don't drink yourself um, into numbness every single night. Like really, if you can be with what is here and be very present and conscious and willing to do the work, because if you are, then it starts to get easier. If you aren't, then it's just keeps kind of, you keep kind of trudging along and 
feeling like, why is it always so hard? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a terrible feeling. And that's, I think that we've probably all been in in that energy. I can think of a a period of my life where I've been in it and it just feels Mm -hmm. like you're in this uphill battle with a massive backpack on that's like trying to tip you over with every step that you take. And it's just Mm -hmm. like pulling you back and you're grasping to stay on this mountain for dear life. And you, at some point you realize I could just take the backpack off. Mm -hmm. And I could get up the mountain a lot faster, but it takes that moment because you realize you have to not lose something, but you have to release something in order to gain. So that is a a conscious awareness and what a great time with, with these eclipses to do that. Yeah. And it's, and we're talking about like some deep, deep truths here. Mm. So this is you know, this might feel very scary for some of us, because when we say you have to let something go, it's not like you're letting go of, you know, it's not like you're going through and making a pile for goodwill of stuff you don't want anymore. (laughs) Yeah. This is like the stuff that you have been identified with and really holding on to that may feel rather terrifying to actually address or let go of, but you can do it. Right. It's, we're very aspected this year to uh, really, really stay that course and really do some of the deeper work, probably some of the deepest work of your life so far, but it is setting you up for, you know, what we're moving into, which is basically a whole new paradigm of life. Yeah. So it's like, it's like that, the practice before a big game almost of like, Mm -hmm. like we're, we're really in it. How does the energy of a lunar eclipse and a solar eclipse differ? Well, a lunar eclipse is when we have a full moon and the shadow. So the moon is blocked. You know, it goes, if you can imagine in the sky, it goes sun, earth, moon. Right. So the, the earth actually casts a shadow onto the lunar eclipse. And so the lunar eclipse is like this. It brings up the shadow side of our deep emotions. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's a little bit more personal in nature, but there's something that we have not been able to see that um, becomes obvious at a lunar eclipse. And then the solar eclipse is where we have the new moon. So that's when the sun and the moon are in the same sign conjunct in the sky. And um, it goes earth, moon, sun. So the sun, so the shadow gets cast on the sun. Um, The sun is our sense of self, our sense of vitality. So that's where we have some sort of discovery about our real needs? Like, are we recognizing and expressing ourselves? Are we able to be truly authentic? And because this is the last eclipse in the signs of Gemini and Sagittarius, there's like a real, it's very strong. Um, And Gemini Sagittarius is an informational access, right? It's about what we, the information that we take in, and then how we disseminate disseminate that out back into the world. Like what is our perception of the world? Um, and so we're dealing with a lot of that. It's like we're dealing with our sense of self and our deep emotions, but also how we're using the information in our lives to shape those things. And as we know, information can be super distorted. Yeah. Right. So I think that's, sort of what we're dealing with. And we will be until we have our next set of eclipses, which will be in November. 
what are the signs that those eclipses fall in? If this those, is- those will fall, the nodes then move into Taurus and Scorpio. Ooh. So that brings in a completely different new energy. Um, and, you know, it becomes less about the mind and more about Taurus is our resources that we generate and Scorpio are the resources that we must share. So it's a very personal and tricky axis. Um, Again, it will bring up, you know, probably even more personal things, but ultimately, you know, astrology is always cyclical, right? We're always, if we're paying attention and, you know, 75% of the people on the planet are not here to do spiritual growth. So they will just kind of trudge through and probably not notice. But those of us that are here and listening to this podcast um, know that this is, you know, this stuff is all here to serve you. It's all here to open you up and, yeah. and help you grow. And that's, and that's what we're about. Life mastery. Exactly. <laughs> Life mastery. What about those weeks in between the eclipses? I've, I've read some, some varying things. So I'd like to know what, what is the energy typically like um, during, during the two eclipses? Oh God. Well, I will say wild card. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's perfect. You know, it's <laughs> like, you just, you have no idea what's mm-hmm. going to happen. And this, this particular eclipse that we're in now is also, um, we have mercury retrograde and mercury is also squaring Neptune. So stuff is weird, right? Yeah. So it's this sense of like two steps forward, one step back. We're getting all of this crazy information revealed to us. We're seeing a lot of the deception starting to be revealed. Um, There's this sense of like, we have no idea how it's going to end. Really, all we can do is kind of strap in. Like we're on the ride. You've already gotten on the roller coaster. You can't have them stop it. So now you just figure out, what am I going to do? Like, am I going to go into a panic attack or am I going to sit back and enjoy the ride or am I going to? vacillate between oh my god and, and wow, this is fun. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i feel like i'm in between i'm not sure <laughs> oh yeah and and you know we're in the thick of it yeah right so it's getting comfortable with the discomfort yes and that's and that's always just a, a layer of life that like you said, it's like, it's like, I cannot see, there we go. Mercury is like already getting me. I cannot speak today, but I've noticed (laughs) that. And it was so funny when we, when we, um, we had to reschedule our conversation. And I, when I noticed it was going to be a Mercury retrograde, the last time I had an astrologer on was during Mercury retrograde. And I could not speak. I couldn't get my words out. And I was like, please all divine mighty beings. (laughs) (laughs) let me be able to talk today. (laughs) So, but we are, everything is just always in nature. It's, we're just always moving in cycles and it's important to notice that about ourselves, about others. Um, I think when we notice it about ourselves too, and we're able to give ourselves more grace, we then are also able to give others more grace for being themselves, for having that human experience and having it play out in whatever way, but really taking that step back and that awareness is so key. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Not that you have 
shed so much light on so many amazing things today and given me numerous aha moments. I know our audience probably had many as well. Will you tell them where they can go to connect with you further and continue learning from you? Yes. So I have a website, which is just my name, nathacampanella.com. And I am on Instagram every day, uh, which is just natha underscore campanella underscore astrology. And I have, you know, a lot of different classes and you can schedule a private reading. I have a membership program. So I've got lots of stuff. So come, come see me. Yes. I love your updates on Instagram because sometimes I'll be like, all right, something's going on. (laughs) And it's just so great to check in with you because of the way that you break it down. You know, I, I love so many astrologers, but sometimes if you are, I mean, if if you're not an astrologer, you can kind of get lost in some of Mm -hmm. the language or the terminology and you just break it down in such a beautiful way that you can digest it an easy little bit. So Thank you for that. Learning from you is a true treat. And I am just so pumped that you were able to join me again and share this knowledge. So thank you, Natha. Oh, my pleasure. I always love talking to you. And anytime, anytime you want to break it down, I'm here. (laughs) Oh yeah. Don't tell me that because you know, I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, my friends, how is that for an update? Be sure to follow Natha on Instagram to stay up to date day by day, week by week, or even month by month. I've linked Natha's website and social media channels on this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to share it with a friend and be sure to give the podcast a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you tune in and turn it up. I'm back on Friday for another episode of Fuel Your Life Friday. But until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.